0: Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: You're listening to a Brawl Network production. This is a podcast for the best fans in the NFL. Are you in the mafia? Am I in the what? It's time for a Bills Brawl podcast. Second down and coming with the tide. Hustle, Bill Brown. Allen. Ah! Deep shot. Touchdown! On the line to Stefan Diggs! And Thurman breaking tackles at the 22, inside the 10, touchdown Buffalo! episode of the Bills Brawl. I'm Mike Lindsley. You can hit me on Twitter at Sports. Had an opportunity to recap the Bills and Jets and look at the AFC playoff picture on the ML Sports platter. Let's use a crossover episode for this Bills Brawl edition.
0: It's all good.
1: Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platform. another edition of the ml sports platter all over the major platforms go ahead and download subscribe leave feedback and a five star review we are brought to you by our great great friends over at welch and company jewelers stanley law offices the vince consulting group and elevate fitness syracuse two great locations if you're in and around central new york go to elevate fitness man the place is fantastic They've got the hot tub, they've got the pool, they've got awesome machinery, terrific classes, and one-on-one training as well. Plus, there's a track that you can walk and run on uh, nice and soft and uh, calculate your miles and more. So head on over to Elevate Fitness on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, grab your membership today. Two tremendous locations in Liverpool and in DeWitt. All right, let's break down the Bills beating the Jets in this podcast Uh, here on a Monday, and then uh, I really want to kind of take a look at the AFC playoff picture uh, as it stands right now. First things first, the Bills had to have this win, and I think they had to have this win in convincing fashion, but I think winning the game the way they did with, you know, leaving no doubt to it, uh, I I think it was really needed for this team, considering what happened last week against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars just to complete an utter uh, dumpster fire. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it, it was imperative, I <laughs> do, uh, to win the game. Um, you know, when you think about what's really wild, right, is when you think about one game, because it's such a week-to-week league, right? We all know that. But when you think about one game, One game. Look at how everything changes. Everything changes. Last week, the Bills lose to the Jaguars, and a lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon. This team isn't good enough. They're not a Super Bowl contender. Uh, They're not. uh, We shouldn't be taking them seriously. They have a ton of work to do. Holy cow. Other teams. There's so many other teams that are better than them now. Um, it was one game, it was one week, but it was such a bad loss, and, you know, frankly, we'll get into this deeper later in the show, but, you know, frankly, th- there 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 is a lot of truth to it from the standings standpoint. Um, it may cost Buffalo, in the end, home field advantage. I mean, that one loss may. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's just an, a place you don't want to be. I mean, it, it could cost them a seed. I mean, the Titans keep winning, um, but you had to kind of bury it, and the veterans on the team got together and said, look, we can't change last week. Let's go win this week, and it was a good message. Uh, it's a common message, and the Bills did exactly that. Clearly, what the difference was for me this week, there were there were three main differences. One, they played the jets probably the worst defense in the NFL. I mean you can you can argue maybe the lions, you can argue a couple of others, but but really the jets are just I mean they're they're awful. I mean they're awful defensively. They miss assignments all over the place. There's open players. So that's number 1 is that you know and and I'm not saying to you know to the point for the bills and winning as well. They only play the jets well You can't say they only played so-and-so or they only played so-and-so's offense or they only played so-and-so's defense anymore because Tampa Bay beat Washington yesterday. uh, Or, excuse me, Washington beat Tampa Bay yesterday. Uh, It's still pretty early here on Monday morning. Um, You know, the Lions tied the Steelers, right? The Jets beat the Titans earlier this year. The Jets beat the Bengals earlier this year. There have been games one after another after another where we've seen, you know, major upsets. We've seen teams go down. We've seen, uh, uh cl- look at Kansas City struggling, although they looked pretty darn good last night on Sunday Night Football. Um, you know, we've seen teams go down. So you have to, you know, you have to win who you play uh, against uh, this week. You have to win that game uh, against the team you play against. The Jets were that team. Their defense, though, is absolutely horrific. I will also note that uh, offensive line wise. The Bills, it, it was a complete 180. Now, look, some of that probably is playing against the New York Jets. I don't think there's any question about that. But um, I think the end-all be-all is that Spencer Brown at right tackle, you move Darrell Williams back into the inside at right guard, that right side is so different when Spencer Brown is in there. I mean... Look at the way he blocks and runs and his mechanics and the big body, and he shields guys off. His hands are fantastic. I mean, there were some plays where he just blew up the Jets, blew up the Jets on their side. I mean, he was really, really great. And so that was a big thing. And so from there, because you had a a better, more uh, cohesive offensive line, the Bills then could work Josh Allen off of play action quite a bit. They ran the football as well, which was a big deal. And that's the third thing that I'll that I'll get to is that, you know, the line and the, the running game really allowed the Bills to be able to use more play action and more rollouts and, and, and create more time and space for Allen. And I think the Bills, despite the opponent, went back to a lot of the drawing board with the offensive playbook, right? I mean, this was a team that for a while you were looking at, and I'm not saying you had to do it all the time, but they used to do, you know, the tricky Bills stuff with Isaiah McKenzie, and even if you didn't give it to him, you faked the jet sweep and, you know, maybe handed the ball off and it gave the defense a kind of a different look. Maybe the running back only gets three, four yards, but all of a sudden now they have to guess that McKenzie's going to get the ball in an end around. And then from there, you know, you roll out, fake it, and then throw it to the tight end who's, you know, maybe wide open for 5, 10 yards, get a first down. Then you go into an 11-personnel shotgun, and then you throw the ball to Diggs for 15 to 20 yards. And then you go back to the run game, and then you go back to the run game again, and then you do a little play action. You hit a a, a Stephon Diggs or whomever. Maybe, you know, a, a, a scramble around, hit a Matt Breida in, the, in today's case, right? I mean, Matt Breida, I mean, there were two guys that basically – you know, weren't really, um, you know, uh, thoughts, you know, this season so far, um, you know, Matt Breida would be one of them, right? I mean, here's a guy who we had no idea uh, if he was even going to play this year for a while with the injuries and with Boston Singletary taking his his load uh, eventually, you know, would there be a situation where he would get some time I thought it was a good offseason signing because I thought that he could fit in nicely with his speed and his overall game, his repertoire. And then F.A. Obata, a guy who they, they they grabbed as defensive line help, um, really hadn't made any kind of a mark, hadn't gotten a lot of playing time. He was great against the Jets, two tackles, and he had a sack in this game. So those were two really impactful players for Buffalo, and I was really, really impressed with Josh Allen in this game. I know he threw the bad pick, but, man, he had an 85.3 QBR, a 125.6 rating for one week at least. And, again, week-to-week week league like crazy. We can pack away the Josh Allen stinks narrative. We can pack that away. 21 of 28, 366 yards and two touchdowns. Again, was able to utilize play action, rollouts, etc. off the running game. Bill's receivers, he spread the wealth. This was a Stephon Diggs type of a game. Uh, He made some awesome catches. Electric plays. Had a big bomb at 57 yards. Caught a pass for a touchdown. The first one was marked out of bounds. The second one was just an awesome teardropper from Allen uh, to kind of like the left shoulder. Diggs grabs it. Bills win that battle. Uh, Stephon Diggs eight catches, 162 and one touchdown. I mean, that's a that's a big-time day. Uh, Gabe Davis, 3-for-105. I don't understand why Gabe Davis hasn't been playing more this year. It has not made sense from day one for me. He was last year the player I predicted to be a breakout guy as a rookie. He, in fact, was that guy uh, to a, a large degree. And this year he's been non-existent. Well, let's let's get to mid-November here, apparently, because that's when Gabe Davis is going to play more. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why he hasn't played more. He's another target. He's another big body. I thought he should have gotten a lot more targets the last couple of weeks, especially with the Dawson Knox situation in terms of the injury. Well, guess what? <laughs> Finally, he gets major, major targets, major, major looks, three catches, 105 yards. Great day for Davis. Sanders, as my phone uh, drops for the second time there, Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, two for 27, Matt Breida, three for 22, Dawson Knox, one for 17, Beasley, two for 15. Cole Beasley really hasn't been a factor in this Bill's offense, uh, except for maybe a game or two where they've needed him in space. A lot of times where teams are covering, and we saw this happen against Miami, which was the blueprint for Jacksonville as well, uh, but Jacksonville took Beasley away a lot more just because they have that much better of a defense. They cover the field more. They're better in coverage. They're, they're way more aggressive and physical. Uh, but against the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the Dolphins were uh, playing some, some cover too deep, and then they mixed that with some cover zero and one. And, you know, the Bills then looked at it and were like, well, we're going to go underneath. And they just kept giving, they kept taking what the defense was giving them, and it was Allen to Beasley, Allen to Beasley. And it wasn't one of those games today. Because the Jets, or yesterday, because the Jets were, in the secondary, they were so bad that, um, you know, you have to get to digs. You have to go deep. You've got to keep mixing things up. And I thought Dable had a really awesome game plan in terms of the offensive mixture. Like I said, they went to the drawing board a lot. Yeah. you know, from what's worked in the past, last year, again, every week isn't the same in sports and certainly not in the NFL. It's a different team. It's a different uh, stadium. It's sometimes a different time you play, sometimes a different time zone you play in, different coaching staff. Uh, it depends on who's injured, you and the opposition. Depends on who's hot, who's not. Uh, you know, there's so much that goes into the NFL and winning one game. It is absolutely mind-blowing. And so, you know, we have to obviously keep everything within reason. Um, You know, not too high, not too low, blah, blah, blah. But the Bills offense was able to at least, I guess, capture some of the things that they have done last year uh, on their way to the AFC Championship game offensively. Uh, You know, in those high-scoring games, remember when they were scoring in the 30s and low 40s? We're waiting for Josh Allen's 300-yard game. Then it was 300 every time and 400. And So a lot of that offensive game plan I saw against the Jets. I saw jet sweeps. I saw play action. I saw utilizing the running game. I thought that they utilized the running game more than any of us could have predicted. Uh, you know, I thought that they were going to use it. Again, I'm not a big rush, rush, rush more guy. You know, there's a lot of people out there where well, you have to have 150 yards rushing in order to beat uh, the Chiefs. Well, look. The evidence does does speak for itself that teams that are able to run the football against Kansas City, they do have success, and they have won. Teams that have beaten the Chiefs have been able to run the football. Teams that have been able to beat other teams have been able to run the football, too. And again, I don't need 150 to 200 yards. 115-20 to like 150-60 is really good if you're doing it over the course of time, and that's what the Bills did. And by the way, they got three rushing touchdowns on Sunday, 139 total yards for this Bills outfit. So, I was very impressed with the way Dable handled things, the way the offensive game plan was mixing and matching. Uh, There were jet sweeps, there was play action, there was rollout, there was balls going deep, balls going short. A lot of people got involved in the action. The Bills' hands were were great in this one, wide receiver-wise. Uh, Gabe Davis making that crazy circus, you know, tip catch uh, along the sidelines was outstanding and so the Bills win 45-17. Let's take a quick second to talk about the uh, a quick minute to talk about the Bills defense before I do that though. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State Tax Efficient Retirement Planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors. MassMutual.com, Brian Conboy, is the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Big tip of the cap, thank you as well to Heather Saxon of Hunt Real Estate. She is a certified and licensed real estate person uh, and the official real estate agent of the ML Sports Platter. And also, a tip of the cap to Burn Dairy. Make sure you stop by Burn Dairy all across Central New York. There's a new one opening up on Morgan Road uh, as well. Uh, in Liverpool. Should be, I think, this week or next week. Uh, Stop in, get your chocolate milk, all your grocery uh, necessities. Uh, You can stop, and they've got that awesome cooler to the right. They have hot and cold food for your lunches and dinners. Just grab and go. Uh, A great beer selection and more at Burn Dairy all over Central New York. And of course, as you're on the road, pop in and get gas at Burn Dairy as well, and you can join their savings program and uh, see how you can save, save, save. Their donuts are so good, too, at Burn Dairy. So stop by on your way to work or on your way home, whatever the case may be, at Burn Dairy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. The defense was fantastic today. They were ferocious. I had brought it up before the Jets game. You know, let's bring the house. You know, like, let's not screw around here. And the Jets were just a total and utter disaster in terms of being able to handle that pressure. And and we have seen Mike White, who a lot of people had already anointed going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame before this past weekend. we had seen him, despite having success in his game against the Bengals, I think it was a 400-yard game and then throwing for nearly 400 in another game, despite the success that Mike White has shown and his ability to read defenses and, you know... The confidence that, that he plays with, uh, he has, at at times, in fact, many times, he has thrown the ball into dangerous territory. Uh, he's thrown it into muddy waters. He is throwing it into space where there isn't a lot of it. And the Bills pressuring and doing their thing created a lot of turnovers for for, for this team. And I just thought from the beginning, they really, really did a great job. Now, A.J. Klein was in for Tremaine Edmonds. A.J. Klein is normally a really, really bad coverage guy and a great run guy and even a pretty solid guy in terms of rushing the quarterback when they need him to be. He was outstanding in this football game. I mean, he covered well, and he had seven total tackles, six were solo, and uh, two were for a loss. So, A.J. Klein came to play. He was terrific in this game. Uh, you had Jordan Poyer all over the place. I mean, this guy, him and Micah Hyde, they continue to be the best safety duo in the NFL. And they just keep going every single week. These guys do something. Fumble, fumble force, fumble recovery for Micah Hyde. Spectacular play. Spectacular. Uh, Jordan Poyer had 10 tackles in this game. Uh, four of them were solo. These two guys are just absolutely amazing. And by the way, all five turnovers were caused by the secondary because the other four turnovers were interceptions. Levi Wallace had one. Taron Johnson had one. Jordan Poyer had one. Trey White had another one. Can you believe Trey White's numbers right now, ladies and gentlemen? The Bills are nine games into this season, right? They're nine games in. And guess what? This guy has absolutely positively been just you can't throw against him you know I mean you really can't and while I understand that he you know hasn't had um uh you know 15 interceptions or something while he he you a lot of the reason for that is because these defenses are electing not to not to throw uh, at him um you know, and if you you look at the numbers with Trey White, it's just solid across the board. It's, it's, it's cover corner. Uh, I don't know what the analytics are telling me about, you know, the times they don't throw his way because he's a dominant number one cover corner. Uh, it's got to be pretty good. But, you know, he's got a half sack this year. He has a pick. He has 22 tackles, 12 assisted. Uh, actually, excuse me, 22 solo tackles, 12 assisted, 34 total. I mean, <clears throat> he's... Playing at a very very high level, and I think if if teams threw at him more, I think Trey White would have more interceptions. They just don't throw throw it to to his his side. So the secondary was fantastic. One pick each for those four guys I mentioned: Wallace Johnson, Poyer, White, Hyde had the forced fumble and the recovery. Um, you know this this Bills um, this Bills special team day was pretty good. I mean Hack had a a, a pretty good day. Um, you know, from from the punting side, two for uh, 78, Matt Hawk. Um, Tyler Bass, one for one with the field goals. It was a touchdown type of a day for the Buffalo Bills, though, and just a game, again, that they needed to have. I understand that it was a really, really bad team in the Jets losing to a really, really good team in the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills really needed to, to have this one. 45 17, they win. Now, what does that mean in the standings? Let's have a look at where things stand now there were so many teams with five wins going into the week would teams separate themselves and get a six win and not be in that jumbled five win mess well guess what vegas did not broncos did not chargers did not in the afc west that's all huge for the bills chargers fall to the vikings raiders lose to the chiefs which Some Bills fans might go, oh, you're not supposed to cheer for Kansas City. No, no, and right now we are, (laughs) because the Bills have the tiebreaker. Remember, they beat Kansas City. So the Bills are ahead of Kansas City in the AFC uh, 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 standings. The Chargers losing to the Vikings, keeps them at five. Vegas, again, we mentioned, losing to KC. And Denver losing to Philly. So all those three teams, they stay at five wins, and the Chiefs now go to six wins, but the Bills have six, and so they have the tiebreaker because they beat KC earlier in the year. Right, Five-win teams, the Colts, they get to five wins. They were at four, they get to five. This is one of the hottest teams in football right now. They're playing really well, physical football. Jonathan Taylor is literally uh, uh, impossible to stop. He was great again uh, yesterday uh, in a win over the Jags, although the Jags hung in this one a little bit. 23-17, they beat the Jaguars. Don't look now. The Indianapolis Colts have won four of five and five of seven after losing their first three games of the year to Seattle, L.A. Rams, and Tennessee, respectively. Oh, and by the way, the Colts head into Orchard Park to play the Bills this weekend. What an unbelievably enormous game this is between the Colts and the Bills. Tennessee is rolling. They're 8-2. and two. They have really separated themselves. Without Derrick Henry, they've won a couple of big games. They won at the L.A. Rams. They beat uh, the Saints yesterday and so the Titans at eight and two are the clear number one in the AFC. doesn't mean it can't change, but right now they are. Uh, they've also they also have a plus 46 point differential. And also can we please make note of this? this is huge. The Titans schedule is really really, really 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 soft, okay? It's really soft.' it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, you know when you when you look at this situation here, they play Houston at New England. It'll be tough, but then they have Jacksonville at Pitt. Tough game, but then home for the Niners, Dolphins, and Texans. I mean, the Titans right now should solidify themselves as a number one seed. And because, again, back to that loss against the Jaguars, because the Bills lost that game, and frankly, because they lost the head-to-head to the Tennessee Titans as well when the Josh Allen slipped near the goal line, You know, those two games right there, to me, are the difference in the AFC standings between the Bills and the Titans. You know, if the Bills beat the Titans and the Bills beat the Jaguars, the lowly Jaguars, the Bills right now are the team that's 8 and, uh Well, they would be 8-1, uh, and, and one, actually. Um, you know, e- even if you, you, know, you lose to the Titans and you're still within a game because you beat the Jags, okay. But you're now two games back with the Titans having that schedule, and the Bills got to deal with New England twice in December. Tough stuff. They got to deal with Tampa Bay. They got to deal with the Colts this weekend. They got to deal with the Saints on the road on Thanksgiving night. So there are way more tough games for Buffalo than the Tennessee Titans have. But we'll see what happens. The Titans, maybe they slip up somewhere like the Bills did against Jacksonville. All these other games, look, Baltimore took care of business um, uh, for for the majority of, of, of this year up until this past week. That was a big win for the Bills because the the, the the Ravens stayed at six wins by losing uh, in awful fashion on Thursday night football, um, you know, to the Miami Dolphins. The, the, the Ravens, for the most part, going up until this year, had been a team that you look at as a major, 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 uh, you know, a, a, a team that was going to, to, to be at the top of the AFC standings with Buffalo. You know, now they're 6-3 and three there. They're two games behind the Titans, and they look worse than the Bills do right now. So again, one week to the next week. Let's see what happens here. But the Ravens losing was big for Buffalo as well. Pittsburgh tied Detroit. That uh, that's awful. You know that's terrible. Uh, that that hurts the Steelers big time. There's no question about that. The Bengals. I mean, look at look at Cleveland losing to to New England. Now New England wins and they're in the division with Buffalo. So it doesn't help the Bills in that regard. But if the Bills can just keep staying ahead of New England, it, it doesn't. It won't matter. You know they can they can handle their own their own thing there. I almost think that if Buffalo can kind of control their own destiny, the AFC East and stay ahead of new England, clearly obviously beating them twice would help, but new England beating Cleveland kind of indirectly helps the bills a little bit because it keeps the Browns now at five games, five wins, and they're now 500 and they've dropped significantly in the standings. They've lost three in a row. You look at Cleveland right now and you know, they're kind of irrelevant here, right? I mean, now that they've lost, they're kind of out of the playoff picture Again, a lot can change here. I'm sorry, they haven't lost three in a row. They've lost two of three. Forgot that they went and thumped Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. But Cleveland, you know, they just don't really have a lot of answers right now. Uh, offensively, you know, they get rid of OBJ. Uh, Cleveland's better offensively without him. Uh, but boy, against the Patriots, they, it didn't matter who they had. They couldn't do anything against New England. This football team in, in, in Cleveland they're swooning hard right now. They are they are nosediving. And that may get rid of a wild you know, a pesky wild card type of a team. That Patriot win over Cleveland. That benefits the Bills a little bit because it kinda leaves you with less teams to worry about. If Cleveland had won, the Patriots would still have five wins. They'd be like a game, game and a half behind, two games behind Buffalo, but still there, still kinda well, they're still there anyway. Cleveland losing puts them now a game behind the Bills and certainly uh, at least in the win column and it puts them two back in the loss column. So that's a major difference, that's a major swing there. Um and so you know you you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of lot of advantages, a lot of benefits for the Bills uh this past week here in the NFL. I mean, they benefited from a lot of teams losing, a lot of teams screwing up, tying the Ravens down uh, against the 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 the, the Dolphins uh, and then of course the situation happening with the uh, you know, the Steelers tying the Lions and all the rest. And the Bengals stay at five wins because they didn't play. They had a bye week. So that's kind of a look at the AFC playoff picture right now. Still plenty of football left to play. Obviously, the Bills, with nine games remaining, uh, they, uh, they have, uh, excuse me, they've played nine games. They have eight games remaining. And, um, you know, I still think that the number, you know, has to be here. And I, I predicted this before they lost to the Jaguars. But I had predicted that if they could go nine and one at worst case scenario, eight and two, that might be enough to lock up home field advantage, depending on what other teams do. Those three teams I was looking at, KC, because you can never count them out, Tennessee and Baltimore. Well, now Baltimore, they've lost to Miami. Now they have six wins. The Bills, it looks like are gonna be able to maybe leapfrog them, right? I mean, they again, why if they keep winning, right? Tennessee, are they going to slow up sometime soon? I don't know if the Bills can stay. Let's say the Chiefs get red hot here, win the division, which I actually think the KC Chiefs are going to win the division, and 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 be uh, probably a, I would think a, uh, maybe even like a three seed, right, three or a four, because um, this is the part of the NFL season. You know, you, you're 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 divvied up into four sections. This is the part where you start to see. Um, Pretender, contender, and, and kind of where people fit. And then that back end last four games, uh, three, four games are, you know, solidifying position of who you are. And I think right now the Bills, you know, stay neck and neck with KC, but ahead of everybody else as well. You have the tie break against KC. I'm just interested to see if Tennessee will, will slip up. The Bills have the Colts this weekend. Then it's at New Orleans, New England, Tampa Bay on the road. That's four really hard games. Carolina at home should be a win although Carolina looked unbelievable with Cam Newton back on Sunday against Arizona. Uh then they go at New England, really tough game. Atlanta and the Jets back end should be wins. The Bills 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8. It might be hard to go 7 and 1 here the rest of the way. If they can go 6 and 2, that puts them at 12 and 5. I don't think that's going to be enough to get home field advantage and therefore the loss against the Jaguars specifically Maybe even the Titans won depending on what Tennessee does, those that one game or two games will cost the Bill's home field. If they can win, you know if they can only lose one more the rest of the way, you know seven and one now, maybe it's a different thirteen and four if you I mean look, if you win out somehow, forget about it. If you win out it, it you know eight and zero the rest of the way at fourteen and three, uh, home field becomes a, a pretty good a, a pretty good chance. But again, Tennessee looking like they can finish 14th, they'll have the tiebreaker, you know, at 14 and 3. So we'll see what happens. But the Bills did what they had to do uh, uh, on Sunday against the Jets. And certainly, certainly, uh, they got some breaks in the AFC along the way as well. Mike Lindsley with you. It's an ML uh, Sports Platter episode. Thanks for listening all over the major platforms we are brought to you. By Alan, the Allen Angus Pub, home of the best star and Angus Burger in town. Before and after all of the events in Central New York, stop by. Syracuse basketball, crunch hockey, concerts, and more. The Allen Angus Pub. They have great burgers, awesome wraps, and, of course, terrific beers on tap and in the bottle and can as well. And don't forget to ask about their French onion soup homemade. A lot of their different creations they have. Their, their haddock is delicious. <clears throat> awesome entrees, fresh salads, terrific place to be. The Allen Angus Pub, Harrison Street in downtown Syracuse. Allen Angus Pub, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, a title sponsor of the ML Sports Platter. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Thanks again for listening. I'm on Twitter at Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. (laughs)